Hello and welcome to River Talk, where we sit down with some of the Rivertown area's most notable and interesting people. My guest today is an entrepreneur, a former city councilwoman, a deputy mayor, and now a pigskill mayoral candidate, Miss Vivian McKenzie. Miss McKenzie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so very much for inviting me. <laughs> well, I say joining me, but I am joining you here at Kathleen's Tea Room. If you live in Peekskill, even if you don't know Miss McKenzie's name, you're certainly familiar with Kathleen's Tea Room on Main Street. Um, and we'll start there. Tell me a little bit about the history of the place, how it got started. So the Tea Room is 20 years old. and In November, it was 20 years. Uh, the prior owner was Kathleen Chilcott, who happened to be a friend of mine. We went to church together. Um, this was a childhood dream for her. She grew up in Huntington, Long Island, and there was a place very similar to this there, and she always dreamed of it. And she was fortunate enough that her husband purchased this building, she and her husband purchased this building, and her dream came true for her. Um, and she ran the business for about 10 years. Uh, she kept telling me, you know, buy the tea room, buy the tea room, and I kept saying, I can't buy the tea room, I have kids in college, I, you know, I can't give up my job, I can't do this, I can't do that. And she said, just, you, you have to buy the tea room. She knew I had a passion for food. I'd had a, a restaurant beforehand, a takeout restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, and I kept saying, no, 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 no. So Kathleen's husband happened to be my parents' CPA. And my parents died 13 days apart in um, uh, December of 2009. So uh, she gave me probably about four or five months. And then she called me up and she said, buy the tea room. And I said, no, she goes, you can't say you don't have money, buy the tea room. <laughs> and I kept, you know, hicking and hawing, and I said, no, no, no. And I was an insurance investigator, and at that time, I was a territory sales manager for an insurance company. And, you know, growing up, insurance was, you know, your parents went to the insurance agent, they took care of everything, you know, it was like your, your, your best friend type of thing. Sure. And today, it's more like a commodity. You can purchase it online. You can, you know, you can still go to your agent, which is, you know, a great thing to do. Um, but people don't see it as the thing that it used to be. Yeah, so it's with, not nearly as personal correct. as it once was. Yeah. Correct. So with that being said, I worked for a regional carrier. And, you know, it was very difficult. And our numbers just weren't where they were supposed to be. So my manager came to me. We were supposed to get, I was supposed to get, like, this huge bonus. And... You know, I did my job. I loved my agents. Um, it was my job to, to help the agents make their profit sharing and, you know, secure them in the industry so that they could continue. Um, and I was kind of their liaison between the company and the agency. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was it was difficult. The agents were, you know, kind of losing their shirts and it wasn't a good feeling. Yeah. And I would have been fine if my company had said, OK, we're not doing bonuses. We just didn't do well. But they gave me like an $18 bonus and then said, and we're going to need you to work on weekends and travel more. And I was like, no, I don't think so. So I called Kathleen up and I said, okay, I'm going to buy the tea room. <laughs> so it was a sign and blessing in disguise, I guess. It really was. It really was. So um, I bought the tea room in November of 2010. I kept my job for a little bit, and then I realized that this was, you know, you have to be here to make it work. Yeah. Um, and you have to be committed. So it's either all in or all out. And sure. so I, uh, I said, okay, I'm all in. So I quit my job and came here full time, and I've been here ever since. And I just feel so, I'm lucky, I am humble, and I'm happy that I own a, I own the building, I own a business on Main Street in the town that I grew up in. And I'm doing something that I love. 
and I'm very, very fortunate, and I'm, I feel just overwhelmed that I'm able to do that. The tea room has a very unique decor. Is that something that carried over from the previous owner? Have you added your own spin to it? it the previous owner, was she was amazing. Uh, Kathleen had an eye uh, for for actually for what she wanted and this is what she saw as a child so when I stepped in there this is pretty much how the tea room was there was a lot of you know big furniture and some of the things that I removed to kind of give more dining space but I was fortunate that I I purchased it pretty much the way it was Um, I've put my own touch on it we've taken some things out we've added a few things but it's we want you to have a feeling of kind of just stepping back in time and being relaxed and I hope that we've accomplished that um, we want people to come in and really enjoy good food, time with their friends and their family, not feel rushed, and just be able to relax. So this is what you get. Yeah, <laughs> it's really lovely. Now, uh, you, you brought up your roots in Peekskill go back much further than the tea room. You grew up right. here. Yeah. What was it like growing up in Peekskill? Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> I laugh. I remember we would get up on Saturday mornings and do all of our chores so that we could come to downtown Peekskill. Um, Peekskill, I've seen it come full circle. When I was a kid, you came downtown and you did everything. I can remember Gibbs Clothing Store, Napoli's Pizzeria, all what we call now Restaurant Row. Uh, We had a shoe store. We had Jeans, Army, and Navy. We had uh, Rubenstein's, which was kind of across the street from here. That was a woman's uh, clothing store, and they also sold, like, Girl Scout uniforms, and and that's where you went for your gym uniforms. Is that Um, where the uh, workers' comp building is now? The sort of curved building? No, on that used to be called, depending on when you grew up here, it was Howland's, it was Janun's, it was our department store. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, I'll never forget, we used to love to go there because it had the elevator with the elevator man that used to go up and down. So that, huh. was, that was the big kick. Um, but that was our department store, and you could get just about anything there. Uh, the Beach Shopping Center had our uh, Rudolph's clothing stores and things like that. We had a Buster Brown. We had um, Offenbacher's was on the corner. We had... Um, a Italian meat store on Bank Street and Meat City and Grand Union and A&P. So downtown was very thriving. The Paramount, uh, Big Scott is where the health center is. That used to be kind of similar to a Walmart. And downtown was just bustling, bustling. You know, in the evenings you had, um, you know, the, we have bars now, but then we had like Club Tiki and Club Central and uh, Butch's and things like that. And then, you know, every kind of restaurant you could think of parades were amazing um the holiday parades people would be 10 people deep lining the streets of Peekskill um with bands and just amazing 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 um so it was it was great it was great sounds like a a very cool time to be growing up I mean Peekskill is not right now of course but Peekskill is still known for its parades oh it is it's it's known for a lot you know, I've seen it go from, you know, we had our first mall where Walmart is now. That was the first mall that came in. And I think it was like a James Way or something that came in there. And then we had some stores and the indoor mall. And then you started to see the small mom and pops in the downtown close up. Um, and that was unfortunate. But then our artists came in and revived our downtown with the artist studios on top and, you know, businesses on the bottom or live workspaces and the restaurants. And that's how we really started to rebuild. So... You know, things change. Yeah, of course. Things definitely change, but we still have a great, great city. And, you know, I'm proud to say that I'm from here. I'm proud to say that I live here and work here. It's 
I feel good being a Peekskillian. So let's get into your political career. In 2013, you were elected to the Common Council in Peekskill. What uh, prompted you to get involved in local politics? I knew nothing about local politics. <laughs> um, I can remember I was coming, I think, from BJ's. And my daughter called me and she said, there's some people here. And I'm like, who? And she said, Mary Foster. And I said, the mayor, Mary Foster? And she said, yes. So Don Bennett at the time uh, had fallen ill and he was leaving uh, the council and they needed um, someone to fill his seat. So I was asked by the current council to fill the seat, uh, which I did. Uh, and that was in September. And then I ran in a special election uh, to secure the balance of his seat. And then from there, I, I continued to run. Um, I really feel that you need to be at the table to know what goes on in, in your town. So for me, it was eye-opening of just how you did business in a municipality. Uh, it was a lot to learn, but it's, it's great to see that how the city runs. So um, I feel honored that I, I can sit on the council. Sure. So it was all new to you at the time. Over the years as a councilwoman, what are some of the things that you're proud of? What were some of the challenges you had? I'm proud, first, that... Um, you know, we put the first African-American judge, male judge, on uh, the bench, uh, first woman judge on the bench, and first Latina judge on the bench. So those are things I'm very proud of. Uh, bringing services to the city, which is really important. You know, you can think about politics and you can talk about, you know, all different things, but what's really important is the constituents that you serve and meeting their needs. So making sure that we have clean streets, making sure that, you know, we have code enforcement, making sure that we're getting services, you know, keeping up with our infrastructure, which is very difficult to do in an old city. But those are the things that are important. And I'm proud that our city hall is structured so that it meets those needs. Um, we've gone through a lot of changes. We have a new city manager. We have an amazing, amazing staff within city hall that gets the job done. Those are the people who are really responsible for getting the things done in Peekskill. And so I'm just, I'm proud to be a part of that. You said at the beginning of your career you were kind of fresh-faced. Who are some of the people that you worked with early on that, that really kind of shaped your career? The people that were on the council at the time, so Mary Foster, Drew Claxton, Kathy Talbot, they were very, very instrumental in bringing me up to speed. You know, I was given the charter and said, okay, you need to study this. You need to know your charter. Read it. So those are the people that were uh, influential. Sure. So eventually you became deputy mayor. What does being a deputy mayor entail? So in Peekskill, every person on the council has one vote. So you're no different than anyone else. The deputy mayor really just steps in when the mayor is not available. So if he needs assistance doing something, if he can't do it, that's, that's where uh, the deputy mayor steps in. But our council is a cohesive you know, cohort that really works together to, to make legislation for the city of Peekskill. We may not always agree on everything, but we work together to get things done. Sure. And you served in what's known as the Common Council. Mm -hmm. Now, what exactly does the Common Council mean? So the Common Council are the legislators that are chosen by vote for the city of Peekskill. And that's exactly what we do. We don't do the day-to-day -day business. That's what our city manager does. So he does the hiring. He does any kind of disciplinary for employees. Um, we work with budget and with legislation of the city. Um, we are the face of the city, so we do talk to developers and we look at ideas that are coming in. Anything that needs a zone change or some kind of tax amendment, those are the things that come before the council. 
Sure, and you served under uh, Andre Rainey, who is our current mayor. Correct. Uh, a, a very interesting guy in his own right, of he course. Is. Could you tell me a little bit about your relationship? Andre, mayor Rainey is an amazing young man. Um, I'm very proud of him. When he first joined the council, he too knew very, very little, but he was committed and he had a great heart, and he knew that he wanted to do the best for the city and especially for the children of the city. So as he, he came onto the council, he too was under the wings of, of the people on the council, um, and he, he learned, and he has expanded, and he has brought a lot to the city. Under his uh, direction and under his, his mayoralship, we have a $10 million grant from New York State, the DRI grant. Um, and I really think he was very instrumental, as well as our staff, who put the proposal together in getting that into the city of Peekskill. So I'm, I'm quite proud of him and, and what he's done here. Sure. So you're running for mayor now. Is it exciting? Is it intimidating? You know, it's a big deal running for mayor. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, it is, it is very exciting. Um, I'm in a position where... If I'm not successful as mayor, I do still stay on the council because I finish out my two-year term. So that's comforting to know that I would still be on the council. But it's exciting. It's historical. I would be the first African-American woman uh, sure. in the city of Peekskill. And in the times that we're in nationally, I just think it, it says a lot. And I think it's important that we have representation in positions where our, our children can see that they, too, can excel to these things. So it's historical, and it's important in that factor. Um, whether I'm mayor or not, I will continue to do the work uh, for the city of Peekskill because uh, that's in my heart and that's really what I want to do. So, I, I mean, obviously serving the public is very important to you. The political side of things, how do you feel about that? Is that something that comes naturally to you, campaigning and, and that sort of stuff? Or are you more of a nuts and bolts kind of person? I'm pretty much a nuts and bolts type of person. Um, you campaign because you need to get campaigning done. But I really think that it's about the work that you do. Um, and if you're really doing the work, people see that. My mother always said, and I said, you do things from the heart, and you don't do things for people to recognize and say, oh, Vivian did this, yay, yay, yay. That's not what, what's important to me. The things that I do, I do. And the people that I do it for, they know. And that's all that matters, you know, and that they're taken care of. So I'm kind of behind the scenes. I like to get the job done. Um, and I don't need all the fanfare. So... Peekskill, you hear a lot about how Peekskill is changing, how there's a lot of exciting things in the future for Peekskill. How do you feel about that? You've seen Peekskill change a lot over the years. What do you think the future looks like for Peekskill? It's an exciting future. Um, I see it being that, that robust place where people are drawn to. It's a destination. People want to come here. But I also see it as a place where People can live here, they can play here, and they can work here, and that's really important. It's important that we drive economic development so that everybody can afford to live here and that people can find good-paying jobs so they don't have to travel outside of the city to, to work somewhere else. And I see all that coming. I see our storefronts filling up. I see new businesses coming in. We're looking at tech businesses, smaller businesses, some that have, you know, storefronts, but more of an online presence uh, so that they can really sustain themselves. Um, but I, I see a lot of great things coming to the city of Peekskill with the diversity that we have. There are so many different people here, um, and it's, it's a great place to be. I mean, I think one of the things that sets Peekskill apart is its diversity in, in every way, age, gender, sexual orientation, race, 
you know, and all these people coming together, it, it creates a very unique personality for the city. It does. And it's a great feeling. And it's just great to see it. I'm fortunate on the weekends, um, we have a lot of traffic that comes in. People will go and they mountain climb up at uh, Anthony's. And then they come into the city of Peekskill and I have lunch. And I get to meet a lot of people who are from all over and they just find our city just amazing. And a lot of them actually wind up moving here. Um, you know, they come from the city, they're, they're ready to get out of the city, and they find Peekskill. And it's, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's cost-driven, but I think a lot of it is that the feel that they, when they're here, the feeling of friendship and family and, and just the dynamics of the city really draws people here. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a great place. Apart from Kathleen's Tea Room, of course, what are your, some of your favorite places in Peekskill? Um, the Peekskill Museum. Uh, if you go there, it really brings you back to everything that Peekskill was up until today. I mean, all of the things that they have there are amazing. Uh, we do the, the tea there. We didn't do it last year because of COVID, but they do as their fundraiser. They do a tea. And I would tell everybody to really take some time once the museum is open to go in and take a look at it and, and all the things that you can find there that, that represent our town. Um, in terms of restaurant. I don't think we have a bad one in town. You can go Spoken anywhere. like a true politician. <laughs> well, no, no. It's, and I try to frequent uh, all of them on a takeout basis, really. But we have some really, really great food in town. So, um, so I, I like all of the restaurants. Um, and just being the waterfront, to be on the waterfront, even when it's cold, and just to walk the path and, and to see how gorgeous it is, we're really fortunate. I think we probably have the best waterfront for all of the river towns. Um, now, obviously, you're very hands-on here. Uh, the, the few times I've been here, you've been in and out of the kitchen. You know, as an entrepreneur has to, you, you handle pretty much everything. And on top of that, you have your political career and, and your family, I'm sure. Is that something that it took you a while to get used to juggling, or is that something that comes naturally to you? I think some of it is natural and you know, when I started the business, it wasn't as buzz bustling as it is now. So I had some time to kind of fill into the shoes. Um, I do most of the cooking here. Uh, a lot of the recipes are my family recipes. Wow. Um, but I do have a great staff as well. Uh, the only thing I probably don't do here is social media. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I do have someone who does that. Uh -huh. But everything else we, we do in-house. Everything is cooked from scratch here. Um, I think that just... That's important for the quality of what comes out, you know, on the plates. Sure. And you, like everyone, you find the time to do what you have to do. I don't think it's anything special. You just, you know, I prioritize. I, I make lists and schedules, and I try to stick to them um, and, and get through the day. In today's time, you have to be able to multitask. It's no longer, you know, this is what I do, and this is the only thing I do. It's, it's not like that anymore. So yeah. I think I do pretty much what everybody does. What is your favorite thing on the menu here? For sandwiches, it would be the Reuben. And for desserts, it would be our mixed berry scone, which is kind of our signature. With its, uh, We make homemade scones here every day, buttermilk scones, and I call them the best scones this side of the pond. Um, and when we fill them with homemade whipped cream and fresh berries and a, a homemade sauce that goes on top of them, and it's... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> You're making me hungry just talking about it. I think they're, they're pretty good, so that's my favorite dessert. Well, great. Well, that's really all the time we have today. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. This is our, our first episode, and I think it went pretty well. 
and really I appreciate your time. Well, thank you very much and I wish you continued success in your program and uh, thank you again. All right. of full disclosure, I have to make a bit of a note here. Although I'm not in the habit of accepting gifts from politicians, Ms. McKenzie did give me some scones on my way out, and while as a journalist I certainly cannot make any political endorsements, I can highly endorse the scones at Kathleen's Tea Room. River Talk is a production of Rivertown's Media, publisher of the River Journal and River Journal North. For more information, check out riverjournalonline.com slash rivertalk. Do you know someone from the area who would make a great guest on our show? Let us know at rivertalk at rivertownsmedia.com. Rivertalk is executive produced by Alan Begun and Bruce Apar of Rivertowns Media. I'm Christian Larson, and I'll see you next time.